All right, welcome back, guys. Blue Collar Whitetail Podcast, officially powered by Rackaholic Outdoors, the true whitetail scents and cover scents made from an Indiana deer farm, from the deer to the bottle. Uh, we are doing a re-upload of our tailgate series that uh, we tried to accomplish last night and just had some technical difficulties and uh, MacBook just crashed on us. So um, that's one of the reasons why nothing was put out last night. So apologize for that, but that's life. That's why it's blue collar, right? Um, so just to catch you guys up to speed, uh, last night we had we were on the back side of a cold front that was moving into uh, northern Indiana. And so we thought it'd be a good, you know, good sit opportunity for us. And uh, we decided we were going to go push and sit back there by the bedding. Um, ended up getting back in there clean, got back there about 3 o'clock. Um, not a whole lot going on. Uh, I pulled the trail camera on the way in. And I had my laptop with me. So I was going through pictures and showing Colton at the same time. And... Uh, Put my laptop away. It's four o'clock. Look out to my left and I see this doe in the opening. She's like 80 yards out. I have a clear shot, uh, but Colton does not. And Colton, he shoots a crossbow. Uh, I shoot a compound. And uh, I was like, dude, hand me your hand me your crossbow. So he hands me his crossbow. We kind of do the old switcheroo in the stand. Uh, no, actually, I hung my compound up and... Uh, He's over there like, dude, I think there's a branch in the way. So I get on the scope, <clears throat> and sure enough, there's a little branch just right over her vitals. And I'm like, man, it's, it's one thing. It's 80 yards. Uh, it's another thing that having that little branch in the way, if she would have stepped on the other side of this bush, dude, she would have been toast. Um, we, we've shot his, his uh, crossbow pretty far. I think the farthest we stretched it out was 70, and that thing was shooting like a laser. Um, just had that little branch that called us off. So, uh, she ended up going back up the ridge, lost eyes on her. So we're like, all right, no big deal. Well, they were running beans last night and, uh, it was just like, it was, we were covered up in fog, you know, there was just dust everywhere. And, uh, so like you got all this dust coming through the woods, which was awesome. Our wind was great. It was just like a, it was barely a north, uh, northwest wind. Um, <clears throat> Colton swore he kept hearing stuff walking back there in the water, and I didn't doubt him on that. Uh, but anyway, another hour goes by, and Colton's looking at the wind on his phone, and uh, I kind of look back there towards the creek, and I see a head, and I'm like, Colton, deer. And he's like, where? He's like, I don't see it. This this doe is literally going under logs, over logs, under logs, jumps over another log. And uh, <clears throat> she ends up coming in. And I range, I got my rangefinder out, hit a spot, and I was like, all right, 45 yards. And I'm shooting a single pin HHA Tetra. Um, I, I just set mine at 30, let her rip, <clears throat> and, it, and it seems to always be good. Well, it took so long for this doe to mosey in. It's probably 15 minutes. Um, you know, I started thinking, I think I started to overthink myself. 
Um, rolled the dial back 45. And I was like, all right, she comes out on this one white bush, 45 yards. Well, she starts angling in. So I roll that dial to 40, to 40 yards. And like I said, I was second guessing myself. I should have never touched the dial on my site. Uh, she ended up being 27 yards when I took the shot and my dial was at 40. I watched my luminot go, my left and right was perfect, but that thing just like right over the top of her back. Um, honestly, I don't know how I didn't spine her. I mean, I didn't even touch her. Just was like perfectly over. I didn't have to stop her or anything. She was just stopped on her own eating acorns. Uh, she didn't even hear my bow go off. <clears throat> and obviously once the shot took place and that arrow went right over her back, she skirted off. Um, you know, I'm like, it's a good thing nobody blew. Everybody was just chill in there. And, uh, we let it go. Another hour goes by and now we're in that last 30 minutes of light. And I'm looking back towards the swamp. And you know how you look at at uh, leaves, and this is like honeysuckle. And I swear I saw something walk behind it, like just in the opening, like just a dark uh, silhouette just move. And I was like, Colton, get ready. And he's like, okay. And what stepped out was probably the oldest deer I've ever seen on the hoof. Um, his time, like his tines i couldn't really see but his beams were heavy and just wide like way outside his ears he comes walking up the trail to us and uh <clears throat> you know i go to grab my bow and in my head i'm like i've already messed up once today i'm gonna let colton shoot this deer and so i i take my hand off the the bow and I grab my rangefinder. I'm like, Colton, he's at 35 yards. And he's quartering to us. And Colton's like, I don't have a shot right now. So he's waiting. The deer puts his head down. And Colton goes to raise his, his uh, crossbow up. And the buck, he picks his head up. And he's just standing there, standing there. Then all of a sudden, he just blows. He trots off like 20 yards. I go to grab my bow real quick because I'm like, dang, this dude's going to keep coming. Even though he blew, like he didn't know where to go. I go to grab my bow and then he, he stops, blows again, and he goes back up the ridge. <clears throat> Colton swears we have this deer on camera uh, from earlier on in the year, and I think he is correct. But man, it was just really hard to tell. We were getting into that last 15 minutes. Um, all I could really see was beams, and they were just heavy and wide. And especially when he turned around, I was just like, holy God. You know, when, when they go like this, and they're like, whoop. And you just see all that mass swing. It was just insane. Uh, so yeah, that was Friday night's hunt. Getting into this morning. It uh you know, like I said, with this huge cold front coming through, we had our first hard frost. It was going to be 34 degrees at 7 o'clock. The real field temp was like 30. Had a northwest wind. North-northwest wind. And uh, off of opening weekend when we got busted going in because they were bedded up by the pond, we're like, all right, we're going to walk the driveway all the way around. 
and we are going to go on the back side of my grandpa's instead of cutting up by the pond just in case they're bedded there again. <clears throat> we go around the back side of this pond, or the back side of my grandpa's house. We are not making a single noise. We got a, a one red flashlight on, aimed at the ground, just so we don't step on anything. And uh, we cut it off as soon as we get to the grass in the backyard. And uh, we go walking in. We take four steps inside that trail. And the same doe that busted us last week on walking in, she must have been bedding, I don't know, 30 yards in the timber. And uh, I don't know how she heard us. I don't know how she saw us. There's no way she could smell us. The wind was moving away from her. Plus, we had a rack of hawk on. Uh, I mean, she, she's got us pegged. And for those of you guys that don't know, this is actually the third time we've been busted by this same doe. And I've comp contemplated tonight uh, sleeping in the stand, which I don't think my wife's for at all. Uh, I don't know when she's coming in to bed right there, but I don't know how we're going to beat it. And she's really screwing everything else up for us. <clears throat> As this morning progressed, uh, we were we were sitting there, you know, trying to figure out ways of getting around this doe. We thought we had her beat finally. Uh, I look to my left and I see this doe taking a poop, and she was 56 yards out. Uh, Colton rangefinder while I was getting ready to pull back. And he's like, 56 yards, Jake. And I was like, man, I, I, I shoot 60 with mine all the time. But you guys know how it is once you're out there in the woods. I mean, 60 is a mile. Uh, I feel like I could have got it done. But again, it's only October 8th. And, you know, I, I just don't want to, to risk something. It, I mean, th this... <laughs> If it was last day and I didn't kill a deer yet, probably. But uh, just 60 yards seemed like a little too much. She moved back over to the east. And uh, she just walked away. Tail flickering and everything was cool. And our scent's pumping right to her. And she was, she didn't care. Um, so I'm watching her exit our woods. And I'm looking up the trail on that back side. Here comes another deer. And I was like, Colton, there it is. And that one's like 80 yards. Uh, they never worked their way back through. So last night off of me missing that deer, we tried to go back there to find my arrow. And we cannot find it. It's so thick back there. We got covered up in about 50 pounds of burrs. Uh, we spent, <laughs> we spent uh, the rest of the morning scraping burrs off our pants. Um what's really crazy this year like we've been saying we've been the most prepared gear wise tree stand wise equipment we're shooting good but these deer have our number and i don't know if they changed their their core bedding area um because to, to the west got logged out, and they're kind of just rolling in a different route in the morning. I mean, you know, to, to, to walk all the way back there, and this is 
we got all the way back there about six o'clock so this is an hour and 40 minutes before legal shooting light and i take four steps in the woods and and we blew a deer like i i i've never been blown at this much in my life and i've had instances even like youth weekend there was four people out there we were walking out to the woods and we 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 bumped a deer that was right underneath one of my stands as we were trying to get to the tower blind didn't blow or anything and that's four people and and not just four people that's my wife myself and my two kids which are you know five and three i mean not the quietest setup and we're not getting blown at but colton and i taking our time getting into this stand and into this woods we're blowing deer out just does not make sense to me this doe has must have seen a lot of stuff in her days because she's on us like white on rice and i i don't understand that um i don't know what to do uh the only other option i can think of is going to our deep stand and like i said taking our driveway all the way down and jay hooking way back and hopefully she doesn't hear walking that far back and she ends up filtering down to me uh which based off a trail camera that's the way they go anyway uh but she is bedding right next to the house and, and it's really making that entrance to that main stand difficult um i'm gonna sit in that stand at night just on the off chance she's coming back early hopefully i can smoke her and like we We've never like specifically targeted a buck and like, all right, this is the wind. This is when they're coming in. It's every three days and we need to be in here at a certain time, all this stuff. And we're hunting a doe like this now. She's literally messed up our hunts so bad that it has become our number one problem. Like our number one issue this year is getting this doe dead, um, which is crazy but i just don't see how we're gonna have any other opportunities if this doe doesn't die and another thing that's bizarre to me is this boat this doe has busted us three times and she's still coming to the same area like wouldn't you want to just like leave and find new ground um so there there's something she's liking about our area which is good but she's raining on our parade and something's got to happen. Uh, the only way I see fit, like I said, hopefully I can kill her tonight. Um, and then tomorrow, I'm going to have to make the full trek back there to the to the swamp where they bed and try to get in clean. And uh, that's what's hard, too, is like even straight south of my grandpa's house. The, they bed right there where the, the the grass of his backyard ends um you know you got deer to the deer to the south and now you got this the these group of four does that are bedding just outside my grandpa's house that bust us going in um like i said that's been a whole week ago and she caught us again like I said, we cut our lights as soon as we entered that that trail walking in. Um and and we're just getting we're just getting busted. So 
I know there's a lot of people laying deer down, and that's awesome. Uh, Bill Jewell actually shot a really nice buck uh, last evening. So congratulations to him. Uh, I know there was two does shot this morning that I'm aware of. Um, you know, Jesse Groover from Groover Outdoors, he laid one down, so congratulations. Uh, also, Jack's, Jack Costello's kid, Johnny Cash, laying him down. So congratulations to him as well. Uh, I don't know if that was last night or this morning, but either way, solid. Uh, so if you guys are struggling out there, just remember, try to try to keep a positive vibe. You know, try to try to keep your spirits up. Um, you know, I I start, you know, like I said, I missed that doe last night, and that was not my bow's problem. That wasn't anybody else's problem. It was the fact that I got in my own head and I turned my dial, and I should never have done that. Um, you know, I shoot at thirty yards all year long, and that helps me out from thirty-five and in. Uh, even it's it's probably three four inches low at forty. Um, I mean, I would have drilled her shoes at twenty seven yards. I told Colton last night, I'm not going to touch the dial anymore. I'm just leaving it. Um, so you know what what's nice about that miss is it was a clean miss. Uh, didn't wound her. You know, didn't spine her. I mean, if I was spined her, it would have been you know she would have died. But. She didn't blow when I missed her. Um, she had no idea what happened. She didn't hear my bow go off. So, really impressed with my my Hoyt Venom 30 uh, on how quiet it is because, you know, she didn't even duck. So, that was pretty cool. Um, I think if I would have stopped her, probably would have uh, just because she would have been on alert. But the fact that I didn't have to stop her, that was clutch. Um... Wish I would have killed her, but that's the way it goes, I guess. Everybody's due for a miss if you do it long enough. Been a really long time since I missed one with a bow. So, uh, kind of knocks you down a peg, but that's all right. That's part of the chase. So, uh, again, shout out Rackaholic Outdoors, Whitetail Bedding Scent. I highly recommend. Like you guys have heard me before, uh, they also have a bunch of scrapes scents and uh other cover scents that you can buy off of them so check them out on facebook bragaholic outdoors um if you do shoot a buck go over to their bucks of indiana page go ahead and shoot them a message with a picture and whatever you'd like to share about that story and they will post it up on bucks of indiana uh good luck to everybody that's going out there like i said if you guys are struggling like i am i definitely feel you just keep your positive vibes up and uh, don't beat yourself up too hard. At the end of the day, it's just a deer. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I cannot believe I missed that shot. It keeps replaying in my head. Um, my left and right was perfect. I just sent it right over her back. Um, so yeah, hopefully tonight can take care of that doe problem. Um, the main stand, I have not seen any deer in the evening, but like I said, with this cold front that just came in and the new moon, or the full moon, uh, I got high hopes for tonight. Hopefully, I can get it done. So, 
As always, you guys know where we stand. Deer don't care about your feelings.